following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Here's what's on the schedule. Through Sunday, you can see the Golden Girls as the last continue four shows inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster.com. Tomorrow, it's Quinn 92, the People's Tour with special guest Arizona and Julie Wolf at Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster.com. June 16th, Nickelback in downtown Grand Rapids with Brantley Gilbert and Josh Ross at Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster.com. June 21st, live in concert at DeVos Performance Hall. It's John Mellencamp. Get your tickets now at AXS.com. June 24th, C.S. Lewis on stage. Further up and further in, inside DeVos Performance Hall in downtown Grand Rapids. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. June 27th, Morgan Wallen is back in downtown Grand Rapids. The One Night at a Time Tour inside Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. And June 29th, Dude Perfect, the Pandemonium Tour at Van Andel Arena. July 11th through the 16th. And 18th through the 24th, Broadway presents Frozen inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. July 12th, it's the Three Ice, three-on-three hockey tournament at Van Andel Arena. Get your tickets now to experience this event in downtown Grand Rapids at Ticketmaster.com. And July 21st, Big Time Rush, the Can't Get Enough Tour at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Tickets also available at Ticketmaster.com. And at DeVos Place, through June 17th, the Youth Art Exhibit will take place, spotlighting the best artistic talent of young kids in Grand Rapids in conjunction with the Grand Rapids Festival of the Arts. June 9th through the 11th at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids, it's JAFX, the 27th annual convention featuring Japanese visual culture. All this is happening in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in Grand Rapids. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another journey on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 radio stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can also listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in America or all around the world where you get mobile service. Inside this hour, we'll talk about the Big Ten and their quick release There was like a one or two story leak and boom, we had Michigan and Michigan State and the rest of the Big Ten in 2024 and 2025 with USC and UCLA 
uh, both coming into the Big Ten. I still haven't heard anything about the elimination of the divisions. We'll have Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. He'll give us the latest and his thoughts on Michigan's schedule. We'll talk about Michigan State. Also, I asked Clayton about Ohio State not putting Michigan or even the Block M, just T-U-N, team up north. So that will be with Clayton here in just a couple of minutes. Superfly tells me standing by. We'll get an update on the Lions OTAs. Dan Miller, voice of the Lions, will join us. Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com. Dow Gray Lakes Bay Invitational has a tongue going on. The two-person LPGA team event in July at the Midland Country Club. Another update on that great event. And their Eat Great Trail and everything happening. I'll be hosting the blog party to kick off tournament week on Sunday, July 16th in downtown Midland. Be a busy show. Uh, Bush Light, huge question of the day with the NBA Finals. Game four tonight, Denver and Miami. What's your readjusted game number in terms of how many games it will go? You can answer that at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. There are local bank, local team members, local decision makers, a bank you can trust and depend on, which is more important than ever before. So, yeah, how many games? I readjusted from six to five. You can do that throughout the broadcast. Let's go talk about the Big Ten schedule release. They just moved it really fast. Yesterday, around 4.30, they released it. Clayton Safey, one of our Michigan insiders from the Wolverine.com. He is standing by on the roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, Clayton? I'm doing well. Yeah. Uh, when the when the schedule came out, because there was a leak, I think Brett McMurphy had something that Michigan would play at USC and UCLA at home, but then the rest of it came out, knowing that they have Texas on the schedule. I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, I hope J.J. McCarthy sticks around for 2024 because uh, that that might be one of the toughest schedules on paper I've ever seen for a Michigan football team in the regular season. Yeah, it's almost like maybe the Big Ten was trying to punish them for their weak non-conference schedules over the last couple of years. I joke, but who knows? Um, yeah, and, and there's going to be some high-profile matchups here. You mentioned Texas coming to the Big House. That could be a J.J. McCarthy, Arch Manning battle, which would be really, really fun to watch. And then at USC, Michigan's first road game at USC since 1957. They'd have UCLA coming to town. They haven't played them since 2000. Um, Ohio State on there, of course. But Wisconsin coming to town, Minnesota coming to town for the Little Brown Jug. Uh, Michigan's two protected opponents going forward, not just in these two years that they've released Ohio State and Michigan State, pretty obvious, makes a lot of sense. Some people thought potentially Penn State would be on there, but I think and Penn State's the only team not to have any protected rivals in this, and I think that that makes sense. They don't totally have that one rival that, that makes sense. They joined the Big Ten in the 90s. You know, obviously um, they, they don't have as much history with some of these other opponents, so they're going to they're gonna kind of be flexible and, and do this in two-year windows, it seems like, which I think is smart. Uh, no divisions means that we could get Michigan-Ohio State two weeks in a row and probably will at some point, uh, considering it seems like this model is going to be what it's going to be going forward. So that would be something uh, that would be interesting. And uh, as we've talked about quite a bit, I feel like over the last few months too, 12-team playoff coming up in college football. So, yeah, you may not win the Big Ten. It's going to be really hard to do. 
with USC, UCLA coming in, um, you know, with the fact that the divisions are gone, so you're not going to necessarily play a West team in the Big Ten championship game. The Big Ten East is 8-0 in those games. But you can still get in the playoff. You could still win a national title. So it's going to be a little bit closer to basketball, in my opinion, where, yeah, you may not win your conference, but in the regular season is going to be a totally different thing than the playoff as long as you can get in. Um, but some really exciting matchups coming up in 2025. The same thing. They go at Oklahoma in the non-conference and then uh, have some exciting matchups. Penn State back on the schedule and uh, Michigan State on the road, things like that. So should be exciting. Um, you know, I'm going to miss the divisions a little bit, but it seems to be the way to go. And every team, too, huge, is going to play every other Big Ten team within two years, at least once. That's something the SEC cannot say. They just stuck with eight conference games. You're gonna, they're going to go years without playing some other teams. So, in theory, I, I you know I'm pretty happy with with this model. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan, talking about the Big Ten, done with divisions, conference opponents announced for 2024, 2025, and I think why they did this so far out is that it really elevates the status of the Big Ten when you inject USC and UCLA into those schedules. I agree. And I think, too, so the way they're kind of doing it with a lot of teams, a lot of the schedules I've looked at, and I haven't counted them up, uh, but it seems like you play one West Coast team per year. Um, And it seems like with Michigan in 2024, they got them playing both, and then neither of them in 2025. So I think they want to get off to a strong start when it comes to TV ratings, uh, you know, just just juice in some of these matchups that first year with those two teams coming to the conference and with the new TV deal. So I think they want to start out on a strong note. They know Michigan draws. They know, uh, you know, they can get that LA TV market as well. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be fun. You know, it's going to be different. Uh, it was funny. Uh, Tony Petiti, the Big Ten commissioner yesterday was on BTN uh, talking to those guys about the schedule release. And he said, you know, we want to uphold history and tradition in this conference, you know, talking about the rivals. And I just, thought it was funny given that they're also welcoming in two teams from the west coast uh but this is the way college football is going i mean texas and oklahoma are going to be in the sec next year there's going to be further expansion so the big ten has done a pretty good job i think of you know staying ahead of the curve uh it was a little reactive probably to texas and oklahoma going to the sec but i think they've done a solid job of positioning themselves well as we kind of enter a new era of college football Clayton Safey for the Wolverine.com talking about Michigan, their 2024 opponents uh, on the road will be Illinois, Ohio State, Rutgers, USC, Maryland, Michigan State, Minnesota, UCLA, and Wisconsin at home. That will be for 2024. And then in 2025, Michigan will have away games at Indiana, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan State, Nebraska, and home games against Northwestern, Ohio State, Penn State, and Purdue. So, yeah, it kind of equals out from 2024 out of 2025. And the elimination of the divisions, I, 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 don't, I don't know long term because I'm looking at this and I'm seeing Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan State still on the schedule is that good for Michigan to have Penn State and Ohio State both as protected schools in terms of just how tough those programs are when you're mixing in uh, the UCLA's and the USC's? Well, Penn State uh, is on that 2025 schedule, but not on in 2024. And then you don't have USC and UCLA in 24. So I think it kind of 
evens out. Um, you know, like we said, Penn State is kind of that team that's you have your protected teams for two years, but that's going to change after the two years for them. Uh, maybe they'll pick up a rival that they have going forward. So there's flexibility built in in this. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting because you add 16 teams, and I think they've done a good job of making sure everyone plays each other within two years. But there's going to be unbalanced schedules, and they still haven't released what the tiebreaker is going to look like for the Big Ten championship game. I mean, uh, there was somebody on, on Twitter the, uh, yesterday that came out with and basically just looked through the schedules and said that in both 2024 and 2025, there could be three or four teams that go undefeated, uh, and some of them not having played each other, so there wouldn't be head-to-head there, obviously. Uh, and then you have to pick between them. So they're going to have to have a really complicated tiebreaker system, and maybe they'll go to your model of, of the, you know, the committee deciding. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily trust who they would put on there, but uh, that would be really interesting. Um, and I, I, I don't know if I'd expect that to happen, but it's going to be a complicated tiebreaker system. So you could have some frustration there, but then you have this point. Well, you may get left out of the Big Ten championship game, but that may you know, give you an extra opportunity to just slide into the playoff and not have to play a 13th game. So I think this model with the way they're going and the way the playoff has expanded to 12 teams starting in 2024 is actually going to devalue the importance of a Big Ten championship. It's going to be really hard to win. You're going to feel really good about yourself for doing so. But if you don't uh, and you still are in that top 12, you're probably not going to sweat it too much. Yeah, and looking at those schedules, you're right about Penn State, not on Michigan's schedule in 2024, but Ohio State and Michigan State yeah. are on their schedules for 2024, 2025. Those look like uh, the two protected schools that they could play every year. And one point I did discuss, I think it was with Ballas yesterday, uh, when when the schedule, when the leak came out from McMurphy that Michigan was going to play at USC and UCLA before Uh, The Big Ten announcement when they scrapped the divisions and everything, Clayton. I I believe that they will follow the playoff committee rankings and the top two teams in the Big Ten from the playoff committee rankings will play in the Big Ten championship. I think that's the easiest way to make it as neutral as possible. Uh, Unless they're, you know, a Big Ten coach or AD who's on the committee couldn't uh, you know, vote or something. Uh, but I, I believe that's yeah. the fairest way to do it, at least early, right? Yeah, that, that's actually a good point. Yeah, that would be the t- And that's probably why they haven't come out with a, a tiebreaker, because if you were going to go with something that's mathematical or, you know, um, and actually, you know, you have step by step, okay, well, if they still tie at this, then you go to the next step, uh, then they probably would have already released it. So you're probably right about that. And it might be the way to go, uh, but then it's interesting, too, because it's like, let's say you have, like last season, two versus three, Michigan-Ohio State. Then they play two weeks in a row. Uh, you know, one team could lose two in a row, or they could split. They could both lose seeding uh, in the uh, college football playoff rankings, potentially. Uh, obviously, depends on what happens, happens elsewhere. So you may actually get dinged a little bit for making that game, but uh, at the same time, you want to win a Big Ten and, and all that, but... Uh, it's going to be just a totally different world starting in 2024. We get one last year of uh, the semi, you know, it's not a pure sport by any means, but, uh, you know, a little more traditional this fall. And then uh, we're jumping into a completely different world. We're going to be out in at the L.A. Coliseum, you know, covering a Michigan-USC game in September, October, or November. Uh, I hope it's November for the weather's sake, uh, you know, getting out of, the, of the, out of the Michigan weather. But it's just going to be completely different, uh, pretty exciting 
I think some of us, though, that like the tradition, you know, don't love the way things have headed, but uh, you got to embrace it. Yeah, 2024, Michigan, Ohio State will move away from the holiday Thanksgiving weekend to the weekend before where it used to be old school. The conference championship games then will be on that Thanksgiving uh, weekend. And you mentioned Michigan, Ohio State possibly back to back with the regular season game and a meeting in the Big Ten. How about three in a row if with the playoff committee seedings, the expansion to 12 games that both Michigan and Ohio State made it, they can meet three times in the same year? <laughs> right? That would be absurd. That would be absurd. It could happen. It could it's not it crazy. No, it's not crazy. Or, or you know, yeah, because there are multiple possibilities. All right, so all right, let's, go, let's do it here. There, there are two ver- we'll go off of last year. And say last year was 12 games. So that's two versus three. Uh, obviously, uh, the last game, then Michigan wins. Ohio State uh, made the playoffs. Okay? All right. Yep. So, um, but now, say it was this championship game format. That would have been Michigan, Ohio State, and Indy the next week. And then and then if there's a 12-game format based on seedings, it could mean again <laughs> three times in a year. Yeah, and it's not just the first round either. Let's say one of them gets one of those four buys. You know, they could have a game. One of them has a game in between, but they could meet. I mean, there are multiple scenarios, though, where they could play three times, and it wouldn't be the most shocking thing of all time if if it happened in the next five, ten years or whatever. They almost met twice this past season. It came down to TCU between TCU and Ohio State. That three seed, obviously, Mm. they gave it to TCU, but they could have done it last year. Um, You know, then Ohio State wins that. So that's, that's the thing, though, too, is it not only devalues the Big Ten Championship with the way things have gone, but, you know, it could devalue the, the regular season matchup between Michigan and Ohio State if they would have played last year for a second time and Ohio State wins that game. You know, it kind of erases some of the momentum or, or all of the momentum or most of it that Michigan has in the rivalry. So it's, it's really, really interesting. And um, we actually could have had this possibility, too, with the two teams meeting two weeks in a row back when it was the legends and leaders, which I know you love. Um, but that obviously didn't happen because Michigan uh, was not in a great place at that time. This could be what we just discussed, or that would be three times meeting within a you know six week period, five week period. This could be the reason that Ohio State Michigan may move off the end of the year. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I don't think immediately, um, but it could happen. Why'd you say point. yeah? It's not going to happen immediately. Uh, because they've already talked about how it, in 2024, Gene Smith was on BTN yesterday saying that him and Ward Manuel have talked about it, and, and they both agreed that you know it's it's the best thing for that to be a possibility to play two weeks in a row. So it sounds like at least to start here, they're going to continue to play on that final weekend. Um, but I could see a scenario where let's say they start meeting two weeks in a row for a couple years in a row, and maybe the Big Ten and, and both institutions decide that it might be best to – switch to another date. We've seen multiple rivalries over the years that used to be played on a certain date move around. Michigan-Ohio State is a little um, you know, more of a, a tradition. It's kind of a staple on that last weekend, so I think it'd be really tough for some people to get there. But if things keep moving the way they are in college football and traditions keep getting you know, knocked to the side, then I could see it at some point, but not right away. Yeah, Ryan Day laying awake at night since yesterday knowing he could play Michigan three times. In a season. 
if he's still the coach right. in 2024. We'll wait and see uh, what happens this year. Clayton Safey knows everything about Michigan and the Big Ten from the Wolverine.com. Joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Clayton, good stuff today. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you very much. You too. Yeah, Clayton Safey talking about Michigan's schedule and the possibility of those two teams meeting three times in a year. Well, that could happen with Michigan, Michigan State, right? If, if State can get back to national prominence. But I love all this talk. No more divisions, right? Just a, a USC, UCLA coming in. Just You talk about the conference going next level. It's amazing. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. If you want to join us, our Bush Light huge question of the day. Your adjusted game total on how many games the NBA Finals will go. Game four tonight in Miami Heat hosting the Nuggets down uh, two games to one. You can answer that question on the Mercantile Bank listener line. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on the HUGE text chain. It's free. You can text us anytime you want to. Text the word HUGE to 21000. And speaking of texting, how would you like to win two nights stay, 36 holes of golf for you and three friends? You have to be 21 and up. Text GOLF, G-O-L-F, to 21000. And we'll have monthly drawings through early September where you could win two-night overnight stay, 36 holes of golf at Tullymore, which is less than an hour north of Grand Rapids, the Agamemnon Golf Resort between Elk Rapids and Charlevoix, or the Dumaglass Golf Club between Boyne City and Charlevoix. 21 and up, uh, just text GOLF, G-O-L-F, to 21000. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Are you ready for the biggest party of the year? Nickelback with a live show unlike any other. Friday, June 16th at Van Andalouina. Nickelback, the Get Rolling Tour with Grant Lee Gilbert and Josh Ross. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com and LiveNation.com. Get rolling and get your tickets now. Have you ever played golf at Tullymore, St. Ives? Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more. And especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18 holes at St. Ives. And they can accommodate any group, whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration. That includes a little business, golf, great food, and beverages. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. Get more info at TullymoreGolf.com. Perfectly primed steaks, handcrafted cocktails, warm hospitality. 
Roots Chris Steakhouse, coming soon to Soaring Eagle Casino Resort. This isn't just any dining experience. It's an unparalleled steakhouse experience where USDA prime beef is cooked to perfection and your last bite is as good as your first. All with a sign of Roots' legendary hospitality. Roots Chris Steakhouse, coming soon to Soaring Eagle Casino Resort. Your getaway reimagined. Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together at the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. You can register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. Hey, Meyer. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Let's root for the home team. This week, shop Meyer for 30% off Tigers apparel. Exclusions apply. Meyer, your proud hometown partner of the Detroit Tigers. Now that's a winning team. Boys, one, two, three, stretch around at the old ball games. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Go check in with Michael O'Hara, DetroitLions.com, senior columnist when it comes to the Lions and the NFL. Lions have their OTAs. Offseason continues. A lot of enthusiasm and excitement about uh, the upcoming season. And uh, Mike is standing by from Detroit. How you doing, my man? I'm doing fine, Huge. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, now with the mix of the new free agents, uh, the rookies uh, in Allen Park, the OTAs, uh, what has caught your attention? Well, yeah, and then the, the, the mandatory minicamp, by the way, too, it just closed out yesterday. What caught my attention was probably, I looked at, I really wanted to look at the rookie draft picks. Well, rookie draft picks, that is a, it, whatever. But that, that's who I was, you know, most interested in because they're new and all that. And I thought, you know, the two first round picks, the two second round picks, I thought that the, the Lions got what they needed and, and they're going to get, I think they're going to get production and help from those from those two. Probably overall, though, huge, probably the most important thing is what what has the the moves they've made in the secondary, signing the three free agents, drafting Brian Branch of Alabama in the second round. That's probably meant more, you know, to the team than anything else they did. And 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 at this moment, so far, it, it's it's real, they're really going to give an upgrade to the secondary, both at wherever they play, they end up playing those guys at safety, at nickelback, uh, cornerback, whatever. They've really, they've really made it, made a difference back there. So you see a visual just early on uh, that the secondary looks better. I know it's just a mini camp and you've seen sure. OTAs and everything, but they look improved. Yeah, yeah, and huge. One thing about it, there's no, you know, there's no uh, contact or anything like that. But one thing with, with the, with the, uh, this is just my opinion, but you know, with the, the passing game, both the throwing the ball and defending it, I think you can really tell some things because with the ball in the air, you see guys react to the ball. And we were talking to uh, to uh, Jared Goff a couple of days ago. You know, he was doing his, his media interview session there, and somebody asked him about the about the secondary, just from his standpoint, throwing against it. Now it wasn't just the three days in minicamp; it's been since what third week of April or whatever it was where they started all this. I asked him what he thought, and he said it's it's stickier, meaning they had less room to operate. Uh, it, you know, it could you know smaller windows, tighter windows, as they call it, and that's a good sign to me. In other words, they've got good 
veteran players back there who can who can react to the ball, who know how to cover cover well, and that's that's something I think that Detroit Lions really needed. Uh, Jamison Williams, who they'll miss the first six games, how'd he look? Yeah, he looked terrific to me. You know, I, I watched him one day. I was the first day of the mini camp or the, of the mini camp or the second day, and ran a couple of routes. It just didn't didn't look sharp, didn't look crisp to me. But you, know, you can't make too much of, of of one route. But I'll tell you what, he had on, on the second and third days of the camp. He really made some plays. He really did. Now, the one thing I really want to see is him, you know, take the quick slant and go sixty. You know, and then uh, we get to the twenty yard line, look back over his shoulder, and go, "Ha ha, can't catch me." But he he looked good. Good good uh, good hands, good routes, able to get open. He did. Now, you know, you're not getting jammed at the line of scrimmage. I understand all of that, but for what they were doing and how you can do it, I thought he looked really good. I really did. I saw, and I was just, yeah. I was just one thing. I'm, a, I'm kind of skeptical. I really am, but he looked good. Yeah, and and speaking of looking good, I saw Tim Twenty Men's notes. Uh, that uh, rookie running back uh, Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama, rookie tight end Sam Laporta out of Iowa. Their playmaking ability was undeniable uh, during that minicamp. Absolutely, you know, we went with uh, with uh, with Jameer Gibbs from Alabama after two seasons at, at Georgia Tech. By the way, he led he led the Alabama both in both in yards yards rushing and receptions. It just to show you what the kind of versatility he has. But there was one play there where they. You know, sent him out, was, you know, lined up wide left, came back right, set, and then took a, a toss left and just just accelerated right through the secondary. He looks like he's going to do do some good things for the Detroit Lions. You know, with the also with the addition of David Montgomery, the free agent from the Bears, free agent running back from the Bears, those two additions, I think they're better at running back right now than they were a year ago with Dwight, with the, with the Swift and, and 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 the other Williams. I think they're better right now. These two are better than the two they had before. Mike, my opinion. Yeah. And Michael Harry, DetroitLions.com, joining us talking about uh, the offseason for the Lions mini camp that just wrapped up. You know, I was reading a story about golf yesterday, and I looked at his age, and you forget that he's only 28. He seems really comfortable uh, heading into only his eighth season, he seems like he's been playing in the league for 15 years. Uh, your your thoughts on where golf is at on and off the field right now as a Detroit Lion? Well, it's just it's, it's just clear that he's he's the leader of the team now. He really is. Now, it doesn't mean other guys, including the two defensive backs, are pretty vocal. It doesn't mean they have a voice in things. But you know, he's not a dictator. He's but he's a he's a leader, and there's a difference. And just the way he handles himself and everything. I mean, there are, look, there are a lot of things that go with playing quarterback in the National Football League that really have nothing to do with, with playing the game, but they impact on it. And it's, you know, it's, it's the meeting the media. It's, it's a different other obligations that you have. And he's he's very comfortable handling all of that stuff. He really is. Uh, that's one of the things that, that Jameer, excuse me, Jameer Gibbs commented on when somebody asked him about Jared Goff, and he said, I, he said, I can tell he's a real good person. He takes the time to go through the routes with me, tells me how he wants him to run. Look, that's a rookie talking to a, you know, talking to really an eight-year veteran, eight now an eight-year veteran a quarterback, but taking time for him. Now, I'm sure most every other quarterback would do the same thing, but it, it really really struck a chord with, with their rookie running back. You know, you mentioned the secondary visually improved from a year ago, yes. and yes. we're talking about the running backs looking better. Uh, edge depth is there, lineman depth, uh, linebackers. Uh, they've upgraded the last couple of years, obviously. I'm trying to find a weak spot, and again, I'm not uh, declaring them undefeated, and 
five-time Super Bowl champions, but just compared to a year ago, where where would you say are the weaknesses? You're an opposing team right now, and you watch this minicamp tape, and granted, it's not game day tape, but you're trying to figure out to attack what would be the weakest spot offensively and defensively for the Detroit Lions. What would those be? Uh, that's, that's a great question. I think I, I still wonder if they have the, the, the interior defensive tackle that they really would like to have. You know, if that, it, it's, I, I'm not sure about that. A limit deal, I think, will be uh, will be improved. You know, now in his third year, you know, he's got some things going for him. You know, he's a little bit better shape. He's he's you know he's he's lost some weight, but you know really you know, really muscled up though. So he's not. It's not like he's going to be weaker just because he's going to be lighter. I think that that might still be an issue. Uh, to me, I think part of it is and look, the offensive line is one of the best units in the National Football League. But they've gone through a couple of years now in a row where they haven't been able to stay healthy. And I think, you know, hold your breath as I'm writing for Sunday or Monday, I should say. Hold your breath because they're fine right now. But, uh, you know, in fact, Taylor Decker talked about that yesterday. He said, we haven't we haven't had our projected offensive line on, on for a full season together for the last two years. And he's right. I mean, look, they had missed two, two years ago, Miss Frank, uh, Frank Ragnow missed, what, 11 games, 12 games, something like that. They didn't have Big Vitae for any games last year. So, you know, keep those guys healthy and they'll be even better. I think that's that's got nothing to do with strategy. A lot of that's just luck. But, you know, it's time to get a little bit of luck on your side. And it's interesting. A year ago we were talking about the O-line being the strength of this team, and now we're just yep. hoping that they can – Stay healthy. It's how quick things can change in the NFL, usually because of injuries and also movement of players. His name is Mike O'Hare. You can follow him, Tim Twentyman, and the crew uh, all season long, out of season, DetroitLions.com. Mike, thanks for the mini camp update. All right. Thanks for having me, Huge. Great talking to you. All right. Back at you. Mike O'Hare from the Detroit Lions crew joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Roast Umber is a coffee, a craft coffee. Uh, that is roasted and brewed uh, here in Grand Rapids. You can find it in retail locations all across the state. They get their beans in uh, from Central America. They also have a canned nitro cold brew without sugar or additives. It's the official wake-up drink in the morning or during the day when you need it. Uh, look for it at RoastUmber.com. You can have it delivered to your home or business or at your local store. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Hey, it's Brett from the Michigan Sports Network. For my friends on the DraftKings Casino app, if you're a fan of going to the actual casino, well, now you can do it from the comfort of your own home with DraftKings Casino. You can play blackjack, roulette, slots, and right now, new customers who deposit at least $5 can get a match on their first deposit and score up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. All you got to do is sign up with promo code HUGE because your way is the only way to play on DraftKings Casino. You can play online, on your time, in your space, and within your means. Just download the DraftKings Casino app now, sign up with promo code HUGE, and get a match on your first deposit of $5 or more up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up, Michigan only, one per opted-in customer. Minimum $5 deposit, max match $2,000. Deposit and bonus amount require 15 times playthrough within 30 days. 
See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to mrcarwash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to mrcarwash.com. At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference, and we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MercBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity employer. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan. Time to check in with the voice of your Detroit Lions, Dan Miller. He's standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. We'll get his thoughts on the recent Lions minicamp, the offseason. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. You know, I'm I'm reading. I wasn't there in Allen Park, but looking at DetroitLions.com, listening to feedback of those who were there, uh, this looks like a much improved team from the team that finished eight and two a year ago. Yeah, you know, I was kind of reflecting on the last three days and listening to players and watching. And the one takeaway I have is just this just a confident group. I mean, I think they really believe in themselves. You know, I've kind of had a hard time wrapping my arms around the expectations because I believe more in you know actually doing it than people talking about it but I think a part of that is just that these guys believe in themselves and they've added some guys in particular in in CJ Gardner-Johnson and and Sutton that that really add to that. Dan Campbell talked about it the other day. These guys are veterans. They've been through it. As he put it, they've got skins on the wall and I think they fit right in and they kind of bring some swagger where they needed some on the back end of that defense and then getting Tracy back and Kirby Joseph just has looked really good too. So I just think there's a lot of good things happening. And again, I'm 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 kind of taking things slow, and I want to see them do it more than I want to hear people talk about what they expect them to do. But I think one of my takeaways from this camp has just been that this group, you know, has kind of slid into these expectations. And while they understand them, they understand the work that it's going to take to realize them. Yeah, I think the talent pool is set, and I agree with you. Now let's get to the 17 games on the schedule and see what this team can do. There are things you can't control like injuries and health and uh, bad breaks. But, man, I was going through it this morning uh, looking at the additions through free agency, the draft, the impact players. I think they grabbed on that top side 
of the draft and you know they they filled almost every hole they had for a team that did finish eight and two but again a, a slow start horrible start two horrible starts the only negative really connected to Holmes and Campbell in those first two years but man they they filled the holes Dan and now the, let's see if the young guys can handle the lights on and game time and golf seems really mature. Uh, he's grown into that leadership role, and I know that question was out there during minicamp. Is he a better QB than he was in L.A.? Yeah, and, and I think Jared has, has done some good things, and he's adapting to new weapons and Laporta and Gibbs. And, um, you know, look, they've they've got some change on that offense that they have to deal with. And, you know, I, I think one of the questions that I have is wide receiver. I mean, Amon Ra's a star. I want to see who can step up behind him and who can, you know, in particular early in the season. But they've got so many options out there. I mean, even, you know, they were working Brock Wright in again the other day, and, and, you know, he was doing some nice things out there. They've really been moving Zilstra around the field. And these are guys that that I don't even know how big a role they'll have once the season starts. But, you know, Ben Johnson has options. The the Gibbs, you know, he's he's looked like a rookie at times. But, man, when he catches the ball and and you see him turn up field, it's really something special there's just not many people that have that kind of speed and and elusiveness so you know I think golf feels that I think he's got such faith in that offensive line which is together and playing well and healthy for the time being and that's important Um, and then you know probably my my biggest question I love what they did in the secondary you know I think there was a moment where CJ Gardner Johnson broke up a pass in the end zone and he kind of turned to a group of us that were standing there and said to nobody in particular, you know, you guys ain't had blank like this in Detroit before. And he just plays with this confidence, man. And I think it's really going to permeate throughout that defense. And this is a guy that has won in this league, been in this league, led the league in interceptions, done a lot of great things. I think guys are going to gravitate towards him. He's a talker. I think that's a good thing. And I think that uh, he, he's going to be somebody that's really going to be out front for this defense this year. So, yeah, there's a lot of good things happening. I think there's still some questions, you know, to get proved you can stop the run, which is key in this league. But, um, look, this team's in a better place than they've been in a long, long time. And it's not just talent. It's it's confidence, and it's the guys that embody that talent and the way they approach their business. Dan Miller, radio voice of your Detroit Lions, TV guy down in Detroit, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. Uh, when was the last time you have seen a roster like the Lions have going into this 2023 season? Yeah, I think, look, I think, I think that 2014 team had, you know, real – possibilities uh they just never really clicked on offense that year and your offensive coordinator was gone halfway through the next year uh it's unfortunate that 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 thing never really came together that defense was historically good against the run um and obviously the the playoff game that they let get away in dallas and and you know you can talk about the flag but they jumped up 14 nothing and stopped scoring you can't do that in this league and then i think you've got to go back to the 90s and you know, those teams that had a ton of talent but just never had a quarterback. And I think that, that's what I would look at in terms of, you know, what I would compare this group to is, you know, the group with Barry and Spielman and, and, and on Jerry Ball and all the Porsche and all those guys in the mid-90s. I mean, that team, look, you put even a decent quarterback on that team and it's probably 
you know, Super Bowl caliber, but they just didn't have that. And I think, you know, then, like I said, then you go to 2014, then I think you come to this year, and I think this this team has a real chance to, to be something special, but you, you've got to go out and earn it. you got to go out and do it, and you can't, as you alluded to a moment ago, have a slow start and dig a hole and then try to fight your way out. But, you know, the more I watch this team, the less I worry about it, and I think that's probably the best way to put it. The more I watch the way they approach their business, and you said it, there's some things that, that you can't control, and we'll, you know, we you deal with those when and if they happen, but um, I would say the more I see this team and watch the way that they approach things, the more confident I get about it. Dan Miller, TV guy in Detroit, radio voice of your Detroit Lions, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan, talking about the Lions recent minicamp. Dan, thank you for the time. Enjoy the weekend. Appreciate it. Thank you. Same to your listeners. Enjoy it. Yeah, he's a good man. Dan Miller checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Roast Umber Beans from Central America, roasted and brewed in Grand Rapids. Craft coffee, nitro, cold brewers can. Look for it in your ro- local retailers or go to roastumber.com. That is roastumber.com. Big. Bad. Huge.